Hello and welcome to another episode of Tungsudo Focus, a podcast concerning all things related to the Korean martial art of Tungsudo. I am your host, Master Steve Paterini, and today's episode number seven will be the topic of basic kicks or basic kicking techniques, things you might learn in your first few lessons at the dojong and certainly the foundation of all the things we do as advanced students so it's never a bad thing to review and spend a little time meditating on now as martial arts go i think it's safe to say that kung sudo has a reputation for being an art that is known for its kicking techniques uh, it is certainly a striking art uh, more so than uh, other grappling arts but it's uh Main focus, if you were to say, okay, uh, Master Paterini, uh, what differentiates Tung Sudo from other martial arts? And I would say the first element would be our uh, use of hip rotation to generate power and our emphasis on hip movement. And the second thing I would uh, go to would be that we are known for our kicking techniques. Uh, not to say that's the only thing we do, but certainly it is a important part of who we are and what we do. Now, making this podcast as a uh, more mature uh, martial arts student uh, in my 50s, uh, it's easy to uh, say that uh, certainly there's a physicality involved in kicking. Um, I would say your optimal kicking years are probably somewhere between 13 and 33, or in some cases, if you're lucky and have good genetics, maybe 43. That's not to say there aren't outliers that can become good kickers younger and or older than those ages, um, but there is a certain amount of flexibility. Uh, I would say younger than 13, and probably the uh, children don't quite have the level of training uh, to execute the techniques properly. And uh, let's face it, folks, as we age, our cartilage, our flexibility, our speed, all those things tend to diminish. Um, what's interesting as an older martial arts student is I feel like my uh, techniques have become more technical, technical techniques. Uh, might be a little redundant there, uh, but I, I work on my form and executing these things properly uh, versus maybe as much height, power, speed. And uh, funny when you focus on the technique, sometimes those things uh, sneak up uh, on you and actually uh, show themselves more so than uh, they would if you were just using your physicality of youth. So as a beginning student, I would say that the first three kicking techniques you would be uh, introduced to, what we call the basic kicking techniques, would be what we call a front kick, a round or roundhouse kick, and a side kick. And even for more advanced students, uh, as we explore uh, kicks that involve spinning and jumping and uh, all sorts of other activities, it all comes down to these three fundamental kicks and there's certain aspects of them. Uh, foundational elements of these three techniques that can be found in almost every other kicking technique we do. So uh, like uh, building a structure, building a house, if the foundation isn't good, the, uh, the house is probably going to fall down. So uh, uh, if you are focusing on your jump spinning inside out crescent kick, uh, but you still haven't quite got your front side and round kick down, uh, boy, that's probably not going to look as good as we'd like it to. So these 
three foundational kicks um, would be some of the first things you would see. And uh, every kick or every kicking technique actually breaks down into four parts. Um, if we were to do drills, uh, the instructor might say up, out, in, and down which is what we call a four-part kicking drill. And when your instructor asks you to do it at a slow speed, it's actually quite grueling because rather than using the momentum of the motion of your leg, you're actually uh, firing up muscles that you might not use all the time. But uh, uh, the more proper or technical term for these four parts uh, up would be the tuck or tucking motion, which is the preparation for every kick you're going to throw. Out would be the extension. Uh, which is, of course, basically the kicking uh, itself, the moving your leg and your foot outward to strike uh, a target. And after that, there is a retraction. Uh, if I said up, out, in, in would be the retraction part of that kick. In other words, we're not just going to throw a kick out there and then fall forward onto that leg as it has advanced. Uh, we want to retract that kick, regain our balance, before down, which I guess in, in both of those places uh, or, or both of those sets of words, uh, down is the final thing where you would put that foot down, uh, which in most cases will be striding forward, but there are times where we kick in place. And if the leg starts behind you, you actually put it back behind you as well, which makes that uh, retraction that much more important. So four parts to every kick. And uh, as beginners, we want you to focus and actually uh, break it down. Uh, shoot, as advanced students, we actually want you to break it down and be able to identify and clearly uh, show us all four parts of the kick. Uh, but certainly, as we get up to half speed, three-quarter speed, full speed kicking techniques, it all flows together in a, a seamless uh, action that becomes what looks like a good kick. But shortchanging any of those four elements is going to give you uh, difficulties and make your technique uh, less beautiful and certainly less effective. So the first and most basic kick we have would be the front kick. And it should be a very familiar motion to people because uh, as we are, as human beings, walking and striding forward, uh, we're doing kind of a similar motion. You're picking up your leg and you're extending it in front of you and then you are moving forward with that. Uh, so everyone from a, a toddler forward has the basic motion of a front kick uh, innately in their, uh, in their arsenal. Um, but as martial artists, we, we give it a little more of a focus. Uh, remember, I talked about the four parts of the kick. So the first part, the tuck or up part of this kick would be raising your knee of the kicking leg up above your belt line. So you're just gonna pick that knee up. Your uh, foot should be basically down below the knee, uh, straight down. And you would then extend that kick. You would be wanting to hit your target with the ball of your foot, certainly not your toes. You don't wanna jam up some toes. I've done that before, I don't recommend it. Uh, you don't wanna kick with the flat part of your foot. Um, Again, if you think about when you see martial artists breaking a board uh, with the side of their hand, uh, certainly uh, I've done enough of that, but I would not want to try to break a board slapping it with the palm of my hand. That's far too much area and uh, would probably hurt my hand and not break the board. Turn your hand 90 degrees to use what we call the blade edge, the uh, edge away from your thumb on a hand. Uh, that's going to put more force over a smaller area, creating more pressure and a more effective technique. 
Uh, we want to do the same thing with our foot on this front kick. So if I were to say to you, hey, stand up on your tippy toes, uh, we're not going to go up on the tips of our toes like a ballerina. We're going to go up on the balls of our feet. And if you were to get your heels up off the ground and go up, uh, sometimes we call this exercise calf raises. Um, that's the kind of position I want your foot to be in at full extension of a front kick. So you've tucked your knee up straight in front of you, extended that kick with your toes pulled back, the ball of your foot extending toward your target, and then you're going to retract that kick to the exact same position it was in uh, a minute ago during your tuck. You're going to pull that knee back in and up uh, above your belt with the foot dangling down in front of you. And at this point, uh, you have options because that tucking motion, that retraction, actually gives you um, uh, your balance back and your stability back so uh, you don't want to overthrow your kick and put so much energy into your uh, front kick extension that it draws you forward you throw it out pull it back and in that retraction you have some options such as throwing that kick again doing a double front kick uh, most commonly you're going to step forward and step down we call those striding drills um, often an instructor will say kicking in place um, when there's maybe not enough room in the dojong to, uh, to stride or move uh, too much, uh, you would pick up that leg, you would kick uh, and extend, retract, and then put the foot back down behind you where it started, which would be kicking in place. But either way, you are going to put that foot down. So you have the tuck straight up in front of you, foot below the knee, knee above the belt, extension. And as you become more advanced, we're going to talk about pushing forward with your hips. It's almost a motion like when you lean back in a recliner, if you pull one of those handles on the side of the recliner and your, your hips and your, your legs move outwards as you're laying back to, I don't know, watch the football game or something. Um, that's sort of the motion we want to have uh, going on. Uh, but as a beginner, all we want to make sure is that your leg is going straight out, those toes are pulled back, you're striking with the ball of your foot, and then you retract it back, knee is still tucked above the belt before you put it down, probably in front, especially if it's a striding drill. So it's a pretty basic uh, exercise, but again, I see students have been training for many years uh, with pro uh, improper foot position, where they haven't extended their foot to get the, uh, the ball of the foot to be the part that uh, contacts the, the, the target. And uh, again, the, the, the tucking motion, it's, it's a little tedious, it can be uh, challenging physically, but uh, boy, it's super important both for power proper technique and it just looks better uh, so if you're competing in tournaments or uh, testing in front of a testing panel you want to make sure you get those tucks uh, before and after the kick now we get to our second basic kick the roundhouse kick which is what people actually often think of as a karate kick as it is the horizontal uh, kick that uh, is uh, Again, seen and demonstrated in uh, pretty much anything from uh, Ninja Turtle movies to, uh, to martial arts movies. Um, people who don't know martial arts often, uh, when you say, oh yeah, I, I practice uh, karate or take martial art, uh, first thing they do is get into some kind of a fighting position with their hands up uh, in a you know, karate chop position, and then they try to throw a roundhouse kick. Uh, usually pretty poorly and make some sort of a Bruce Lee type of uh, key up noise and uh, Honestly, it's a little bit insulting, but I just kind of roll my eyes and go. Yep. Yep. yep that, that's what I do exactly just like that Sure, buddy um, Come and take some lessons see how it works out for you But anyway, uh, I digress the uh, roundhouse kick again is instead of coming straight up in front of you like a front kick it actually follows a horizontal path 
it goes uh, sideways across the body, which means you have to have a different tucking position. So from, and, and I guess before I didn't even talk about starting from a guard stance, which is basically your body turned between 45 and 90 degrees sideways. Um, hands up in front of you to protect you and uh you know we're usually going to be at least initially kicking with our, our rear leg our back leg kicking on most of these techniques or at least that's what i'm visualizing when i'm describing this to you again there's limitations in an audio format like podcasting but here i go so when you pick up your tuck for the roundhouse kick you're actually going to pick your knee up and you're going to turn your foot out to the side. Uh, it's a motion similar to what you would do if you were going to be climbing onto a bike and swinging that leg over the crossbar of the bike. Another thing we'll tell uh, little children as we're trying to get this motion, uh, uh, you know, give them an idea of what they need to do. Think of stepping over uh, like a stone wall. You'd have to pick up that leg, turn it sideways, extend the leg over the wall, and then put it down in front so you could then drag your next leg over. Um, so that kind of sideways horizontal orientation, you need your knee up, your foot out to the rear. Um, and then as you extend that kick, uh, Another important aspect of a lot of these kicks is what we call pivoting. It's the motion of the support foot, the foot that's still on the ground. Uh, certainly, uh, you know, when you, you need a solid connection to the ground for your kicking techniques, although there are some pretty powerful aerial techniques, uh, we may get into them at some point. But right now, in terms of striding, the support foot is what gives you your contact to the ground, to the earth, and, and that is your foundation. Um, so as you're extending this kick in kind of a horizontal side-to-side -side manner uh, with your toes pointed, uh, your heel is going to scoot towards the target and your toes are going to point away. Your foot will actually rotate uh, in a perfect world 180 degrees. Uh, you would start in your guard stance with your uh, toes of the support foot facing forward and as you pick that leg up and turn to throw that extension, the toes are going to point to the rear. Uh, what we call a pivoting position. Again, something that is very challenging for students and is the mark of a trained martial artist versus somebody who just is throwing uh, a, a kind of a, a random roundhouse looking kick, but not quite understanding the, the technique itself. So after you fully extended this kick, again, typically with the toes pointed, although some people do pull the toes back and kick with the ball of the foot, that's a more advanced way of doing it. Um, so this kick has been fully extended to your target. You're going to pull that heel back uh, towards your butt. And then again, that retraction is super important because what if I wanted to throw a second roundhouse kick? The first one didn't score. I'm going to throw a second one when I'm sparring. Or perhaps we're doing a striding forward drill. I don't want to stumble forward. I retract it and then put that leg down under control. Perhaps the instructor has said, we're going to be kicking in place. So I've picked up that leg, extended the kick, and now I'm going to draw it back into the retraction and place it behind me. So either way, there's still those four essential uh, parts of the kick, the up, out, in, and down. So the tuck, the extension, the retraction, and then putting the foot down either in front or behind you. So that would be uh, how I would describe the roundhouse kick. And again, as a horizontal uh, type kick versus a straight up and down vertical kick, such as the front kick, uh, it's really essential you get that um, pivot 
on the support foot that that heel is moving and turning at least 90 and, and it really should be turning uh, uh, 180 degrees if you're doing the technique properly. That's going to give you more power. It's going to give you more reach, more extension. It's going to take strain off your knees and off of your groin muscles, uh, both of which are things I promise you, you don't want to injure. Um, I can actually remember an, a, a episode of a late night uh, talk show where they were interviewing uh, Gal Gadot, who is the actress who plays Wonder Woman in the DC uh, comics movies. And uh, she actually was in the Israeli army and she's a somewhat trained martial artist but they brought out some sort of a uh, a, a, a plastic uh, mannequin uh, to, uh, to to beat up and strike and uh, she was throwing some techniques and I saw her throw some roundhouse kicks and uh, they were pretty powerful and she's a very flexible woman certainly wouldn't want to have been hit with one of them but I kept on looking at her support foot and there was little to no pivoting and I thought to myself okay she's had a little training but uh, I don't know if she ever uh, was a black belt or was a serious martial artist that was uh, trained with a focus on the uh, pivoting uh, activity that goes into making a really uh, truly effective roundhouse kick. So even the, the stuff you see in Hollywood sometimes isn't as technical as we like to do in our, uh, our particular training in Tung Sudo. The third and final basic kick is called the side kick, which as the name implies is thrown from a sideways orientation. So again, as uh, we're starting from a guard position, typically it's going to be with your left foot forward, your right foot back, your feet spaced about shoulder width apart, your hands up to protect yourself, and typically in a striding drill, the back leg will be kicking. So as you're facing forward with, uh, you know, maybe a 45 degree uh, angle with your left side facing forward, if I were to throw a right side kick, I would turn my body uh, almost 180 degrees so I'm facing the right side of the room, completely sideways. And at the same time, I'm going to pick my knee up and I'm going to keep my foot under my knee. Um, in fact, sometimes I even prefer to draw it in, curl my foot almost towards the opposite knee, although hanging down straight in front is uh, just as good as long as you have a nice tuck. That knee, once again, should be above your belt. Uh, typical rule in uh, kicking is that the higher the tuck, the higher the kick. And, uh, you know, you can always kick lower if you have a high tuck, but if your tuck is low, kicking high becomes almost impossible. So from your guard stance, you're going to turn sideways. Pick that knee up, foot underneath it. Then you're going to extend. And as you extend, your body is sideways to your opponent. And that leg will extend in a sideways uh, motion instead of straight out in front or coming around horizontally like a roundhouse kick. Um, the foot position is very important. We like to kick with what we call the blade edge of our foot. If you were to roll onto the outer edge of your foot while you were standing and walk around, we, we tell the children we call this penguin walking and uh, walking around on the outer edge of your foot opposite of your arch. Um, that is pretty much the spot we want to kick. Again, throwing a side kick and hitting with a fully flat foot is going to spread that force across a greater area and not make it as effective. Uh, 
It's a common problem we see during uh, testing with board breaking. The students hit with a flat foot instead of a blade edge on their foot, and uh, they just don't have the, uh, the, the pressure, uh, the force hitting a smaller area on the board to make it flex and break. So that foot position is very important. Uh, this is another kick like the roundhouse where the foot is going to pivot. And as you turn and do your tuck, you're actually going to turn 90 degrees on that foot. And as you extend the kick, you're going to turn the other 90 degrees so that your toes are pointing away from your target and your heel is pointing towards the target. And once again, that gives you that extra little pop of power. It gives you maybe anywhere from four to six extra inches of range uh, on your target. So having that pivot makes a stronger technique and gives you uh, a little bit longer reach. So after, this is one that uh, again becomes challenging, the retraction on a side kick has to come back to the exact same place. Now this is a very powerful kick, certainly of the three I would think that the side kick is the strongest. Um, you want to retract it back to that original tucking position, which means if you throw all your force forward and you can't recover that kick uh, correctly, uh, on the retraction, um, you're going to be in some trouble there. So you bring that foot back, you're still in that sideways position. Uh, in, in the example I was using with the right leg kick, your right side would still be facing your opponent with your guard up. You would tuck that uh, foot back in towards the uh, support leg's knee. And then, once again, probably striding forward, uh, putting it back behind you, what we call kicking in place on a side kick is really challenging because you are turned 180 away from where you started. Um, but if your teacher says kicking in place side kick, you're going to have to figure out a way. And I can promise you that having a nice hard retraction motion is going to allow you to get that foot back to the starting point much better. So again, side kick, you're going to lift the knee up, turn sideways, pick it up with the knee above the belt, foot is underneath the knee or tucked in a little towards the support foot knee, extend with the blade edge of your foot, toes pointing away with a nice pivot, retract it to that same tucking position, and then place it down in front of you with control. So as always seems to be the case, 20 to 25 minutes uh, makes me feel like we're just barely scratching the surface of this topic, but I still think this is a good introduction to the basic three kicking techniques. Uh, I'm hoping that you uh, get a, a load of the uh, emphasis on the four parts of the kick, up, out, in, and down, or tuck, extend, retract, and down and the concept of pivoting your foot on round kick and side kick, pointing those toes away and getting that extra power and extension there. As you develop into more advanced kicks, jumping kicks, jump spinning kicks, spinning kicks, all that fun aerial stuff, if you don't have these foundational elements down, uh, those kicks aren't going to look very good and not be very effective. So even though it's a little boring, a little tedious to spend a lot of time on these three basic kicks, uh, super important to your future progress in Tung Sudo. So once again, I'd like to thank you for your kind attention. This episode seven, Basic Kicking Techniques. Uh, please share this podcast and subscribe uh, and tell all your friends because uh, I think we're covering some topics here that would be of interest to me as a Tung Sudo geek. And I hope that you are one of the fellow uh, Tung Sudo geeks out there. I think uh, 
training in a martial art like this uh, requires a level of dedication that if you're not really excited about it and again kind of geeking out on it uh, you you probably aren't going to maintain your training level for very long so hopefully you're enjoying this podcast uh, listening to it as much as i'm enjoying creating it and uh i hope to see you on the training floor sometime soon tongue sue